my limiting money beliefs, I wanted to call this my, because these may not be yours, but these are all limiting beliefs that I have had to gone through. And these beliefs had me being certain ways. And no wonder why I was broke, like, like badly broke. And no matter what I did, no matter what course I took, no matter what I tried, I didn't get a result. Interesting. Why? Because of my limiting money be leaves. And so these are mine that I had to overcome. They may not necessarily be yours, but maybe you see yourself in some of these, or maybe you have some of these. Who knows? Money is the root of all evil. I was born and raised Catholic. Uh, nothing wrong with that, of course. I have since... I have so much respect for for the Christian faith, Catholicism. It doesn't matter what faith and what religion. I have so much respect for, but I just choose to see them all as the truth and learn from all of them nowadays. But either way, there was a quote in the Bible that said, money is the root of all evil. And I remember being told that. I remember being told that in school. I remember being told that by my parents in some way, shape, or form. And there was always this feeling of like, ah, you don't need more. Just Just be happy with what you have. It's like money is bad in some way. And it was causing me subconsciously to sabotage my own financial success over and over and over until I actually reread it. It was the love of money is the root of all evil. Belief gone. The love, the lust for. Uh, that I agree to be true. Power. What do people with all power want? More power. And now they start really getting an effed up moral compass and start doing some evil things. But money for money's sake is not evil. If you're a bad person, money will make you do bad. But if you're a good person, which I'm guessing you are, then it's probably going to be a really good thing. This was a big one for 28 years of my life. This held me back like crazy. I'm not good with money. I used to believe that. I thought money was for the bankers, the Wall Streets, the smart people, the educated people, the people who went to college, university, the professors, the degree holders, the engineers. And it led to a self-fulfilling prophecy. I felt powerless. I didn't know how to improve my financial situation. I just kept working and getting a paycheck. And it was the same crap month after month, bill after bill, because I believed I'm not good with money. When I started educating myself about money, and you, you have no reason to believe this anymore after going through this financial education. You have zero reason to believe this. Zip, zero. Nada, you can't anymore. You, you, you now know how money works. And so you can become great with it. You're armed with the knowledge. This held me back for, again, 30 years. Money can't buy happiness. That was rooted to the money is the root of all evil. While it's true that money can't solve all of life's problems, it's very true that financial stability and security does contribute. I don't even, not can. I should put that, does contribute to overall happiness. Now, diminishing returns, if you make $200,000 a year and it's fairly leveraged because somebody who is working 100 hours a week for 200 grand, I guarantee you is miserable. Eventually will be miserable. Someone who's working 10 hours a week makes 200 grand a year. They and uh, and they ensure that they work on their fulfillment and they work on other areas in their life. Uh, yeah, it, it contributes to overall happiness. Now, diminishing returns Someone who works 10 hours a week and makes 200 grand and someone who works 10 hours a week and makes $2 million, you're not going to be 10 times happier at 2 million. I, I know that to be true. Like I've, I've seen enough people go down that where they get to their $5 million a year goal and they're just like, man, I feel the same as when I was making 500 grand. There's some level where it's massive diminishing returns, but the stressing about bills that will make you unhappy. 
the not knowing how you're going to pay for something, the wishing you could take your family on vacation, but you can't. So you, you just, you don't. Yeah, that adds to unhappiness. Now, of course, we can transcend that in the be, do, have, and I get all that. We can work hard and be happy in any circumstances, but I'm just saying that money does buy happiness. Be like saying health doesn't buy happiness. Health buys happiness too. Wealth buys happiness. A nice cozy home buys happiness. Family and love buy happiness. All of it does. It's not either or for me. I stopped playing that game a long time ago. Money buys happiness. I believed money would make my life, I'd be more miserable with more money. And obviously, so it was. I don't deserve to be wealthy. This was very deeply rooted in worthiness stuff for me. Uh, some of it from, again, it's not it's not Christian or the Catholic religion's fault. It's just people's representation of it and misinterpretation of it. Misinterpretation. Misinterpretation. Yeah. But I had some a lot of worthy stuff that I had to work through, uh, and even to this day, I still I still catch myself not feeling worthy of certain things, not feeling worthy of someone's, you know, attention or love, and it's something I still work through. But as long as we are aware, we can move through it. So this belief can be a form of self sabotage that prevents people from taking risks. There's a key word there. We've talked about risk a lot in this financial freedom course. Don't take a risk. You ain't going to get no upside. So many people don't believe in themselves and they don't believe they deserve to be wealthy. And so they don't take the risk or they don't pursue the opportunity. They don't put their hand up. They don't reach out. They don't take it because they believe they can't be wealthy. They don't believe they believe they don't even deserve it. And it, it's, it typically stems from a lot of childhood stuff, of course. But once we are aware of it, now we can make different decisions, different choices. This held me back for years, and at times it still does. I catch myself saying, oh, I don't feel worthy. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. I remember the first time I stepped into someone's place, uh, someone I knew, and I was, I think, 26, and I stepped into this place at a grand piano in the living room. I grew up at a trailer park and then a very a, a small, like, you know, average little home. And I remember stepping in and the, the floor was these tiles and there was a chandelier. And I'm remembering it when I was 25. I'm sure it's not even that grand now that I know what I know, but at the time. And I remember stepping in and just feeling so gross. Like I had my little freaking boots on. I was, I was a little freaking broke boy. And I felt so unworthy to be there. And I remember going home that night and just like asking why. It was so deep-rooted. So deep-rooted. Uh, there's never enough money to go around. This scarcity mindset can make people feel like they have to com compete for limited resources rather than looking for ways to create abundance. You know this isn't true because we literally just went through an entire six hours of financial education. We know how the money system works. We know that there is constantly more of it. We know, and I mentioned this, that just the waste of food could feed the entire world. Mother Nature is plentiful. The universe is abundant. There is more than enough to go around. The only thing that holds us back is not acting on an idea. And there is a abundance of ideas, of good ideas. But how, f how so few act on that good idea, and they create their own scarcity and their own in their own. You know, they they feel like they're competing. 
because they're only coming up with ideas that are already out there. And so they feel they have to compete for it. But a new idea, you don't have to compete. So rather than looking for ways to create abundance, uh, this was me forever. I competed with everybody. I felt I had to. And now I, when, when I started operating again for Be Do Have and just realizing I'm just going to create my own lane, my own stuff, my own ideas, and I'm going to just be me. I no longer compete. I'm not interested in it. I compete with myself and that's it. Money is too complicated. I believe that to be true for a long time. Now that you've gone through this program, you know it not to be. You, un you understand every small detail and important idea around money. It's actually really easy. Financial freedom is very simple. And when we understand it, we can make better decisions. I This held me back for 30 years. I hope that we busted this for you. If, if you believe that money is too complicated, you no longer have to believe that. Now, this one is an interesting one. I can't be wealthy and spiritual at the same time. This belief implies that wealth and spirituality are mutually exclusive, which can cause people to feel guilty or conflicted about pursuing financial success. This was me, probably from my upbringing, for 32 years. And when I realized that, Money and wealth is over here and spirituality, I, I can have both. In fact, sometimes the responsibility of having money gets you out of the cave and now you're operating, let's say, a business or your portfolio and you have to stay spiritually grounded and the challenges that come from pursuing abundance or pursuing, that's the wrong way to say it, but pursuing worthy ordeals and worthy goals gets you out of the cave and now you can be a spiritual warrior. You're actually in the trenches doing it. And now can you stay spiritually grounded and continue to spiritually grow? That is the question. And when I understood that, I'm like, wow, business is a spiritual game. Investing is a spiritual game. Losing money, it's a spiritual game. Thank you for it. I'm growing spiritually. And that was a big breakthrough for me. That I can be wealthy and I can be spiritual and I can be a good person and I can be whole and complete. Oops. I have to work hard to make money. I This is a really interesting one, and I'll just share my thoughts on it. I believe this to be true 100%, and so I always had to work hard for my money. I had to sacrifice everything, my health, my relationships, in order to make money. And will that get you somewhere? Yeah. Will it create fulfillment? No. I've experienced that. When I, and I do feel like hard work and being able to work hard is a prerequisite. We just don't always have to be pulling that lever. There are times where we're launching something, there's a push for something, and I'll do 18 hour days for seven days straight and get it done. But it's a choice. I don't have to. I do enjoy it, but I don't have to. Outside today, shoveling snow, and I loved it. I was giving it, like sweating buckets and I like to not take breaks. I enjoy it. Now, where the problem with being a hard worker comes in is when we think we have to. That closes our minds off to different opportunities and potentials and leveraged opportunities and we end up just slaving away. And when we're not, we feel guilty. Now I'm like, sometimes two, three days will go by and I look at 
you know, the business and I look at my passive income and I look at my crypto DeFi portfolio. I'm like, I just made eight grand in three days and I haven't lifted a finger. Cool. And again, I'm, 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 I'm a blue collar background and I'm proud of it. Like I love, I'd rather go shovel snow for free and do the neighbors and then go fix a fence or go drill some holes and work hard for free. Like it's not about the money to me. I enjoy the process that is working. It's a trade of mine and I embrace it fully, but I'll do that stuff for free. And then I'll come home and click a few buttons and, oh, there's eight grand over three days. Perfect. Onwards. Uh, rich people are greedy and selfish. I heard my family say this so often in some way, shape or form. And I started viewing it as a negative trait. And obviously I never really pursued financial freedom or I capped out constantly at some level because I didn't want to be greedy or selfish. I was so terrified of becoming that. And when I realized, like, the more I made, the more giving I was of it, the more free I felt, the more I wanted to treat other people, the more I want, like, I was like, wait, that's not me. If you're a greedy and selfish person, then you get rich, you'll be even more greedy and selfish. But there's, that's not me. Okay, pop that belief, done. And my financial abundance skyrocketed shortly after. Our final one here, I'll never be able to save enough for retirement. We now know that to be not true because we went through a financial education. We know that cannot be true anymore. This belief leads to a sense of hopelessness, like it'll never happen. What's the use? Blah, blah, blah. But now you know that the new rich, we don't care about retirement. The formula for passive income is very, very simple. Or for financial freedom. Is your leverage or your passive income is greater than your and you can, you can end that for me. I can hear you. Yes, correct. The, 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 the equation for financial freedom, I'll let you answer this one. The equation for financial freedom is, and go ahead and answer it. Talk out loud. I know you're a weirdo. It's all good. Correct. The equation for financial freedom is that your passive or your leveraged income funds or exceeds your expenses and we turn liabilities into assets in any way we can or or we have our assets pay for our liabilities pay for the fun cash pay for the stuff you are financially free you are by all means basically retired i know 24 year olds who are retired if they wanted to because their investments fund their lifestyle and they make 20 grand a month and they'll probably make that for the rest of their life with very little input and guess what that lets them do Let's them do the things they want to do. Done. Done. I think the idea of saving for retirement and then when you're 60, 70, you get to retire is flawed. It's old and it's broken. It's a way, but in my mind, it's not the way. Really hope that helps. Really hope that serves. I appreciate you so much. I see your courage. I, I can feel your desire. I can feel your commitment to becoming just a little bit better every single day. And I respect the hell out of that. I look up at with awe of anyone who is committed to mastery. And if you've made it this far and you've done the work through this course and through this program, and you've committed the six, seven hours to building your financial freedom plan, and you've just fully committed to it. Congratulations. And I see you. 
You're not behind. You're not ahead. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Commit to the process on a daily basis and you will get there. If I can serve you or help you in any way through any of our memberships or programs or anything at all, I'll leave links below and would, would, would love to serve you when you're ready for it. With that said, we'll see you in some of the next videos coming up here.